So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to Esteemed deaf pals, now it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. <laughs> well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life death-related anecdotes. Cowboy saloon version <laughs> yeah. of cheers. Happy days. Everybody knows you're nut. <laughs> <laughs> For just two ninety nine a month, you get all that and every episode completely ad-free. <sighs> the dream. So, as the Grim Reaper says, get on with it and subscribe. Head to where there's a will, there's wake.com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this grisly graveyard of the podcast pit. And if you think that social media in real life is a load of old guff, well, trust me, your algorithms are even more fucked in the afterlife. All you see are trolls, Tories and toddlers that you don't even know. It's a place of eternal baby spam. Oh, babe, your baby's cute, but it looks exactly the same as it did this morning. Anyway, welcome to... Where there's a will, there's a wake. As the Grim Reaper gives his scythe its weekly clean, it's time to welcome our next guest to my deadly lair. Now, some podcasts out there like to chat about their favourite soap operas, but not here, mate. We like to discuss the real drama. Who's making a scene at your funeral? And joining us today to talk about their perfect goodbye, why, it's only my old mate... Perry, 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 Fanny. <laughs> That's nice. How are you, my old friend? I'm all right, I'm all right, Kev. Good. It's very lovely to see you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, mate. I've had a few old friends on this, mm. but you, I think, are my oldest showbiz friend that wow. I've, I've had on this because we've known each other, I think I was 19. Over 40. Can you believe we can say that? I mean, that's crazy. And here we are doing a programme <laughs> about dying. <laughs> there we go, pal. We, nev we never knew it would come to this. No. But it's sort of quite lovely that yes. it has come to this. Yeah. And I know you've been working extremely hard. It's been really sort of intense and emotional stuff going on with Billy. Yes. And his family. Yeah. And his granddaughter. Yeah. Bloody hell. I mean, so good. You and those young actors. They're brilliant. I mean... So good. That, that, but, hell, so emotional. It gives me the ump when I hear actors saying, they always say gruelling and <laughs> punishing schedule and things like that, you know. <laughs> and you can, you know, you can do sort of six-day weeks and, and long, like, 12, 13-hour days, things like that. But it doesn't last for long, right. no, normally. Yes. And then you go on holiday. <laughs> or or you just go and sort of buy a pint in the Vic for a couple of months. That sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah. You, you know, because you couldn't carry on at that rate. Um, and yeah. especially with a story like we've just done, which was about Billy losing his granddaughter. Yeah. And it got harder and harder, Kev. It oh, was getting, wow, you know, uh, punishing. And that's it. I've just said punishing. You just said it. 
You just Forget said that. it. Cut you that bit out. Fucking no, 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 I didn't. I'm, I, no, that has really shot myself in no, the no, foot no, there, no. didn't it? But it was pun. I, I think it, well, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was hard. I'm very proud of you, pal. Yeah. I'm very proud of you, mate, because... Uh, I never forget when your character first turned up because, listener, you know, I, I'd seen the majority of Pelzo's work up yeah. until he sent us, and you're always the bit of the wide boy and the sort of good-looking, sexy one that the girls were <laughs> after. And then in you come as Billy Mitchell, <laughs> who's like, God love him. He's a right old dopey drawers, isn't yeah. he? And he don't have any luck. And now you've been doing him for 25 years. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's funny. I think, Kath, at that point, I was at the point of knocking the action on the head. Yes. Because, as you said, I did a hell of a lot of work and then it just dried up. And I was about to start the knowledge. So, you know, like, That's right, I remember it. that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I just thought, well, I'm good at learning lines. Yes. So learning the knowledge might be the way forward and all mm. that sort of thing. And then they, they rung up, the agent rang up and said about EastEnders. And I thought, oh... I could do with that now. Yeah. So they, I did them and then they asked me to go back again and then I sort of said, well, look, I don't really want to, you know, do this. And I started changing little things, like started nicking things. You what know, you like, mean? well, no, no, well, Paul, funny enough, Paul Whitehouse. Yeah. When I first got the job, I was having a costume call and he was having a costume call for something else and he yeah. went, what are you doing? And I said, he's standing. He went, oh, well, I fucking got you at last, did they? <laughs> but do you remember he did a character in the fast show who couldn't stop nicking things? Oh, yes, yes. His mate would go, you look after my paper store. And he went, I can't, I'll nick it. I'll nick it, that's right. And John York, who took over as a producer at the show, and he said about Paul playing that character, and he went, I just, he should just do it. He went, because yeah. you make me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thieving and all that. And it gradually sort of, you know, it'd be anything a time, a pen or something like that. So you wouldn't even see it going. But people picked up on it. And then he said, the, the thing is now is that people are finding you a bit funny. Yeah. Right. And I thought, yeah. That's what you Brilliant. Want. But it's, yeah, it's, I, I keep touching it. So yeah, hard. he keeps touching our um, skeleton head. I've always wanted to play Hamlet. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, mate. Oh. Still in there, beach. <laughs> well, pal, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of you as a friend, of what you've achieved. You know, I did think actually this morning um, when I was doing my ablutions, I did think to myself, see, I couldn't do a job like that. I, I well, it's like the, well, it's the, re it's the regular bowel movement. <laughs> they have got toilets there, can't I know, but <laughs> you know, you you sort of, you know, we we like to sort of have our ablutions on our own, really. Oh, you know, I can't. I've got my own dressing room. I've got my own bathroom. I think they're getting an extension. <laughs> <laughs> You applied to the council. <coughs> Not through to the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Mate. Yes, but anyway, as you know, this podcast is all about when you stop shitting completely. <laughs> It's, right. when, it's when you're dead, babe. Right. So we're going to kick off now. And the first thing I want to ask you is The Last Supper. The Last Supper. So, what would you want? What would you want your last meal to be, Perry Fennick? No, I would go for an eight fish finger sandwich. Eight fish fingers? No, a fish oh, finger Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's because you're from the east and yes. I'm from the north, darling. I know, I know. Um, fish uh, finger sandwich. Fish finger sandwich, but a traditional okay. fish finger sandwich. Not one of these poncy ones, what you get in gastro pubs now. Common or garden, um, 
Sun Blessed. Nice. Or Mother's Pride. Oh, and it has that, to be white. You wouldn't go for a home meal? Oh, no, Kath. Jesus. What's the matter with you? No, it would be what, two slices. Yeah, of course. You don't get greedy about this. Well, two slices is usually what you use for a fucking sandwich, oh, pal. Not, no, 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 not, oh, in, not in my a house, mate. Yeah, oh. I can have a triple if I fancy it. Yeah, so anyway, do you want me to tell you how you do it properly, though? Yeah, go on. We'd love to know. Yeah, your two slices, yeah. mate, right? Butter, yeah. obviously. I mean, it is pretty simple as these things. Yeah, I think so. But I'm telling you. <laughs> How I like it exactly. That's important. Now, I'll have four fish fingers, not eight. Nice. Four nice. fish fingers, a smidgen of salt over the top, a little dabble of vinegar. Put the thing over the top, yeah. as you know, with a sandwich. Yeah. But even if I'm just doing it for myself, yes. no finger marks in the white bread. Oh. Which is, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's off-putting. You go around someone's Especially if they're house, a little bit grey. Then well, you know the yeah. fingers have been a bit dirty. I mean, they're like a forensic expert's delight. Yes. Because there's prints all over them. <laughs> there's depth. They can go, right, it's him. Yes. He killed him. Look at the fish finger sandwich. Yes. And it, I, yeah, I'll have that. That'd be lovely. And do you have do you have a nice mug of tea with that? Or are you a tea drinker or a oh, coffee drinker? Nah, um, I'd go for a glass of milk, Kath. Oh, very nice. Because the glass of milk... See, this is usually a pre-boozing meal for me. Right. A so, line of the stomach. A lining of the stomach. A bit of food in there. Mm, lovely. Mm. I feel good there. Now I can get on it. Well, we're going to make mm. sure you get yourself a nice fish finger sandwich. So no. now we're going to move on to... The death. So, Pell, the death. before we get into this, I've known you for many years, mm. over 40. Mm. You've had a quite a few near-death experiences anyway, <laughs> ain't you, pal? I mean, we're very lucky to have you here, darling. Yeah. From the age of none yeah. to ten, I think I spent quite a lot of that time in hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. I electrocuted myself when I was three. Oh, yes. I, I was playing with a bowl of soapy water on the rug and I thought how interesting it would be to put those three fingers as mine in the water and put them in that plug hole <laughs> in the wall. <laughs> to which, at which point, my mum always says she was just watching television and just was aware of this thing going right across <laughs> to the other side of the room. Amazing. And uh, yeah, apparently, I my palms of my hands were black for about six months after that. I was playing with matches with a kid who lived next door just a couple of years later. <laughs> We were trying to flick these matches at the spiders underneath the window ledge and I had Brian nylon pyjamas on <laughs> and this match landed on the back of my nylon pyjamas and I went up, completely up, and then I ran through the house. Yeah. My mum, obviously, that fanned up the flames. Yes. And terrible injury, <laughs> really worked. I mean, it was like my mum put me out of her hands. Then right. she had black hands for six months after that. <laughs> oh, mate. But, uh, yeah, I've spent a lot of time having skin grafts and everything because they actually they used to have to pick the the plastic out of me. Oh, so they put geez. a dressing on once a week. Yes. Um, do, do that and then put it on and then we'd go back again next week, take the dressing off again, do that. Oh, little <clears> pal. Yeah, and then I got run over by a car. Yeah. Um, and then I fell off a bridge. Yes. We used to have an iron bridge near where I lived and you used to have to do this there where you walked over the arch of this bridge, yeah. right, you know. I f had a wobble, fell off of it. And it was quite a long, it was like about 25, 30 foot thing. And there was a little stream running underneath it with these mud banks next to it. Luckily for me, someone had, had got into DIY 
early yeah. by removing some of the railway sleepers. Ah. Otherwise, if I this was in the sixties, but if I would have hit one of them, that would have that been, would have that been, would have been it. it. Yeah. But I went right the way through, Kath, and I landed in the mud bank, and it was so soft. I literally just went. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like full a face. Like a whole, cartoon. Absolutely like a cartoon. <laughs> like this squelch. But it was like, I did a little kind of movement in my head for it, and it was like, hang on a minute, I'm all right. Amazing. I'm okay here. So then I could hear the kids who dared me and my mates and yeah. this young girl who I fancied at the time. I was only about 10 or 11. And as I'm laying there in this millisecond, guess what I did? Go on. I played dead. <laughs> I decided, even you, at that age, the yeah, actor yeah. in me as well, yes. just to see what, they, what did they think of me. Oh, okay. Whether, you know, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I stayed there and I could hear him all going, he's not moving, he's not moving. Huh? Call the police. Call. No, we ain't going to call the police. We'll have to go to prison, do this sort of stuff. And I could hear him getting closer and closer, but only so far and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm waiting for this girl to talk and whatever. And, and someone just said, um, is he dead? Is he dead? And I was thinking, come on, one of you, say something nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at least be concerned or whatever. Yeah. And then someone, the girl who I really fancy, just went, throw a stone at him. <laughs> 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 so I'm laying there waiting for this kiss of life from this girl. And the next thing I do, I get a stone in the back of my head. <laughs> Which obviously made me wince and move a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I just went, he's all right. And all legged it. I was just laying there in the mud on my own. Check if he's alive. Throw a stone at him. <laughs> Throw a stone at him. But it's also the other thing is that you could have, I mean, I wasn't dead, obviously, but yes. I could have thrown it at my leg or something like oh, that. No. It just got me right in the back. If it had got my leg, I think I probably could have strung it out a bit yes, longer. Yes, yes. Kids are cunts, Oh, my, my goodness. Got nothing back from at all. And it was like, <laughs> but doing this programme like this, you know, and yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, you did that then. Um, amazing. Uh, so, but what's your fantasy death then as we're here? So you've had all these near-death experiences. And even in your older life, I remember the fire you had. And, yeah, yeah. Gee, I had that. Weeds, and I, I, I had to have a kidney removed a few years back and... And when I was playing football, I broke both legs and this. You know what I mean? Like just literally, yeah, it was just God. like, you know. You're a walking disaster. Like, yeah, and I, you know, I'm one of them people, I like the smell of hospitals. Do you? <laughs> you know? Well, well, I feel an affinity with them, you know. <laughs> no, I don't really. But um, I think having had a perfect day going, and going to see West Ham. Yes. Spank Tottenham. Nice. 10-0 or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. All my mates have a little... Beer with them. So I go from there, see you later, lads. Yeah. Got to go and pick up Josie, my yeah. missus. Beautiful Josie. Yeah, the beautiful Josie, who luckily for me has got bad eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up with me. But um, yeah, I'd go and pick her up and I'd take her to a nice restaurant. Nice. Where, um, she'd look beautiful and I'd look smartish. Yeah, you know? nice and dapper, pal. Yeah, and we'd have some, we're going to have a nice champagne, all this lovely little meal, flirting with each other. Yeah. Um, and then we get a little bit, you know, sort of. Ooh, oh, well, maybe, I, maybe we should go. You oh, know. Are you still at it, babe? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so then we go home. Yeah. And whatever, and it'd be like, oh, I'll see you upstairs in a minute. Anyway, leave the rest to your imagination, but yes. that would be lovely. And then I 
his views would probably start to nod off afterwards. <laughs> yes. Um, and so she would go, do you, oh, do you want to watch a film or something? I'd go, no, I'm, 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 this is me going now, you know. Oh, I see, so yeah. like, You know I love you, don't you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she'd say to me, do you want Baxter in with you? Oh, Baxter and, the dog. Baxter is my lovely little dog. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, go and get, go and get him then. And she put him in with me. Night, night, darling, night, night. Boom, boom, boom. He'd be in there. I have a little cuddle with him. I'd go off gently to sleep. Oh. And that would be it. Well, it's lucky Josie's there because uh, otherwise Baxter would just start eating you. <laughs> because, well, that happened to this poor lady in France a few years ago. Did you hear about mm. this? She had. Uh, yes. Maybe she'd been rotten to it, though, or something like that. She might have been rotten to it. Or she just had some bacon crisps before she. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you that beautiful little story there and whatever, and we've got onto a dog eating its owner's face. Well, I can't help what triggers. So you say something and it triggers. It just triggers. I'll go back in my own memory bank. But that sounds like um, a beautiful way to go. In the bed, cuddling your dog. You've just made love to your beautiful woman. We'll make sure that happens. Okay. What do you think the public response will be? Because you you are a very famous person in this country playing Billy Mitchell for all these years. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, just rolling news. Yeah, yeah. On all the channels. Yes. Acres of newsprint. Acres. Yeah, like a, you know, Bella Chat magazine. <laughs> Inside soap. Just. Of course, it'd be full of it. Yeah, it'd be full of it. But it wouldn't say Perry Fennick, you know. No. no it'd be. It'd be Billy off of EastEnders <laughs> exit. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? When you play a character for so long. Billy off of EastEnders. <laughs> off of EastEnders. I've, got, I've actually, we've got all these coats at, um, at work that we're given. Keep you warm when Keep it's you cold. Keep you warm, yeah. yes. And they've all got our character name on the back and whatever, but the wardrobe girls put on my one, TV's Billy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all well and good. Yes. Until about a month ago uh-huh. when we finished filming and I'm in a hurry to get back, so yeah. I decide that I'll go home in the clothes that Billy's clothes because yeah. I'm straight in again the next morning. Uh-huh. Josie rings me up and says to stop off Sainsbury's, pick up a few bits, <laughs> and I'm in there about an hour. Getting recognised more than I've ever been in my life. It was like Beatlemania. <laughs> um, and it's only when I get home <laughs> that I realise I've been walking around Sainsbury's with TV's Billy Mitchell written in big letters on the back of my coat. That's amazing. Can you imagine how many of them people just go, guess who we see yeah. in Sainsbury's? Kai didn't half book himself. Yeah, he didn't half. He, oh, he like, loves getting recognised, that fella. <laughs> Keep on hearing about actors I'd hate getting recognised. Yeah, Boy, yeah. Billy Mitchell, he loves it. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> That's Ooh. beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so what about your colleagues' response, though, to, to oh, your death? It would be hard to take in because, as you know, I am a really good bloke. You are, Perry. <laughs> you're one of the I goodest. mean, I'm not one to big myself up, No, Gaff. but honestly, Pell, you are. You're one of the goodest blokes ever. Goodest. I like that, yeah. But yeah, they should have you lying in state in the in Albert Square in that little garden that everyone yeah, sits yeah, in yeah. when they're having a little bit of a sad moment. Yeah, they go in on the got bench. Names for them, Caff. You know? Yeah, there's Arthur's bench. Okay, that's called the bench of tears, right? Because you'll always find a character goes there yes. to reflect on what's gone wrong or whatever, 
or as a couple uh-huh. to break up. That's the bench of tears. And then there's a children's playground around the corner. Yeah. Um, where usually that's someone reminiscing about a lost or misspelt, misspent childhood or something like that. Okay. And they would reflect on this. Sitting on the swings of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the bench of tears and yeah. the swings of sorrow. Amazing. Which I love. It's, yeah, that's We're beautiful. on the swings of sorrow today, Gov. Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, Goddess Charlie, are you feeling all right? No, Cathy, I feel awful. I'm riddled with virus. Oh, well, get out of this booth. I'm already full of lurgy. I don't want to get another one. Oh, no, not like that. I'm fit as a fiddle, fresh as a daisy, strong as an ox. I get it, Goddess. What's up, then? I'm exposed. I'm vulnerable, Cathy. My computer's been hacked. Oh, Goddess, what were you thinking? Didn't your parents teach you about protection? I know, I know. But I've done my research and there is help out there. Have you heard of NordVPN? They're the Batman, the Luther of cybercrime. Ooh, that does sound attractive. But I'm not one of those tech-savvy types. I bet it's the right faff to get it set up. No, it's just one click on the NordVPN app and you're protected. Your computer condom is on. Hurrah! Exactly. Their threat protection feature shields your devices from viruses, malicious malware and phishing sites. Also, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. Plus, you can get access to streaming services in other regions. Lovely. I bet that costs a pretty penny. Note all that for the price of a cup of coffee per month. Blimey. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash where there's a will. Our link will also give you four extra months plus a bonus gift. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. The so, hmm. dear friends, before we gather here today for Perry's funeral, if you find yourself wanting more tawdry tales of funerals, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we have bonus content from our amazing guests and we read through your real-life funeral tales. So, I was yeah. going to say the last one of Harry Krishna. <laughs> Something orange. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, you get all episodes completely ad-free. Hurrah. To find out how to subscribe, just go to where there's a will, there's a wake.com. Okay, so back to the fantasy world. So it's happened, you've gone pale, and now it's the big day of the funeral. Right. So what is it you want? Um, There's quite a lot. Really. Well, I, I, this is doesn't surprise me. No, there, there, there's, there's quite, you know, there's gonna be. I mean, you'll probably get hooked in uh, helping out because there'd be you oh, know of course, I mean? so yeah, much yeah. stuff for people to get through. Yeah, yeah. I would like possibly uh, a New Orleans jazz band. Oh right, nice. I mean, uh, depends how much, really. So, you know, well, money's no object here. You isn't say. it? No, no, no. Well, you're paying for it. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's a fantasy, isn't it? Oh, of course so. it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll have them and I'll have the Dagenham Girl Pipers. The Dagenham Girl Pipers? Yeah, so who are they? Bit, well, they're the Dagenham Girl Pipers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're girls from Dagenham who play the pipes. Lovely. <laughs> um, uh, no, so, um, anyway, I, I, there'd be a big long parade, obviously. Yes. You know what I mean, with people chucking roses at the. Oh, you want the old lady die thing, do you? Well, I don't necessarily want it, Calf. It'll happen, (laughs) you know? You're laughing here and everything like that, mate. Fool. And now you're getting into the church. What what vehicle is going to take you to the funeral? I mean, I do have this kind of... I like a horse-drawn carriage. Yes, of course, being a cockney geezer. But my horse-drawn carriage would be like an old rag-and-bone man's one. Oh, yeah. With the coffin in the back of that. Oh, nice. And a big old shire, knackered old shire horse. Lovely. Who's got the ump and doesn't really want to be doing this anyway. Reminiscent of uh, Steptoe and Well, that's what I was just going to say. And I would like it to be ridden by our friends, Ray Winstone and Phil Davis, dressed as (laughs) Steptoe and Son. To bring me in, both with really miserable looks on their faces. Didn't Phil Davis play? He played. Him. He played. He uh, the, played old the old Al- yeah. Albert Steptoe, didn't yeah. he? I can see them together on top of the thing. That's gorgeous. But then, as the coffin's about to come in, I want the music of. Dum dum da 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 dum da dum 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 da da. Can you imagine? Amazing. A coffin coming down to that music. If I was it, I would. Well, I will be there, but you know. And it's the theme tune to theme tune to Steptoe and Son, which makes me smile. It does. It makes me smile actually. And I just think that would set a tone of. Oh, this ain't going to be too bad. Yes. This is a bit of a... I, I like that touch. Yes. Uh, per- Perry's allowing us to have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, A yeah. bit of a giggle. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've done enough crying, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Poor sons. And what about uh, the dress code of people? Because I know you, you do like to be dapper, pal. You yeah. love a bit of a smart suit. Yeah. All, all the women there should look amazing. Because you, you do love the women, pal. Yes. I do. I've known Perry for a very long time. (laughs) And he loves the ladies. He loves the ladies, yeah. I'm all plotted up now, so I'm kind of... Well, that's good. good. Very, very rightly so with the beautiful Josie. Yes. Listen, you you can wear what you want. In fact, people could wear what they want. What I will not tolerate, though, is dirty shoes. Oh, dirty shoes, yeah. Yeah, and that's about it, really. Okay, no dirty shoes. Mm. We'll make sure. I don't know why I've said that. I'm just filling in the required answer for <laughs> you. Dirty shoes. That's never bothered me before. So, Pearl, Pearly Gates. Who do you want to greet you at the Pearly Gates? Bobby Moore. Of course. Bobby Moore. Because this was Danny Dyer's choice as well. Was it really? It was. Yeah. Well, da- well you, know, you know the thing with me and Danny is as well? Yeah. We lived in the same street. We went to the same primary school. Wow. We went to the same secondary school. Yeah. Um, at different times, obviously, yeah. but, yeah, a little connection there. So me and Dan are claret and blue through and through, as it were. Yes. So, yeah, Bobby Moore, because Bobby Moore had that blonde curly hair as well, and he, he, I could imagine him. Oh, he looks a bit cheruby. Exactly. He looks a bit cheruby. But he was, I was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times. You did, um, pal. Go on. And just a gentle man. And wasn't he the captain of England as well? He was the captain well? of England. When um, you won the World Cup? When I won the World Cup in 1966. I met his wife at a, a charity do once and I'd spent quite a bit of time talking to her and 
biggest compliment in my life was she just went, you know, he'd have loved you. Oh, pal, which, I'm going to cry. <laughs> which kind of, you know, oh, I've been lucky. Mate. But, um, and I've also got, when West Ham sort of, they changed their ground because they're at the Olympic Stadium now. Yes. Um, and when the Upton Park was, was being knocked down, which was just it breaks my heart to think about it, I knew a, a guy who was a security guard over there. Yeah. And I said, do us a favour. I went, Ron, will you, will you, anything you can find? <laughs> like an old sign or something. I want something from the ground yeah. before, you know. And they named a lounge after Bobby Moore. Right. It's called the Bobby Moore Suite. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beautiful looking sign. Uh-huh. So we've got that at home above the door to the spare bedroom. But when people come and stay or something like that, I get a little smile to myself when Joe just goes, yeah, you're in the Bobby Moore suite. <laughs> it's just like, yes, you're even saying it. Like. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah, so, yeah, that would be, that would be uh, Bobby up there. Bobby Moore. And he'd let me in. He you know, would let yeah. you in. Of For course, nothing. <laughs> he would with his arms open. Yeah. Beautiful. Right, well, we need a eulogy. The <laughs> did you get somebody to do the eulogy for us, pal? I did. Who have we got? I got my old mate Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh? Fuck me, he's everywhere. <laughs> no, it's what I say to him. <laughs> I send him a text every yeah, Christmas. Yeah. And I just go, I really think you should talk to your <laughs> talk to your agent because I'm worried you're not doing enough telling. <laughs> you need to you need to keep your face out there, Bradders. <laughs> and he texts back and he goes, "Yeah, you're right, Paul. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, how wonderful! Well, I'm glad he's taken time out of his incredibly busy schedule <laughs> to give us a eulogy. So let's have a listen. I first met the great Perry Fenwick through my <laughs> wife and her brother. They were all child actors together in Canning Town, East London. And to earn a few bob on the side, Perry used to be a child's chimney sweep. He shoved up many, many chimneys in and around the Canning Town area, if I remember correctly. That was because of his small stature and the fact that he could be plucked out of many a chimney indiscriminately by a big man with a great big brush. Whoa, look out. <laughs> then I remember going to see West Ham United play. Afterwards, we got very, very drunk and decided to get onto the stage at West Ham Working Men's Club, where we played the instruments with great gusto. Really weird, because we've never played any of those instruments before in our lives, but nonetheless, we had a hoot. Perry was still the same size as he was when he was a chimney sweep. Many years later, I remember him getting into East Enders as Billy Mitchell, Peggy Mitchell's twin brother. Yes. And that was where it all started for him, I guess, where he became the legend that he is today. Although I saw him the other day at an awards ceremony. And to me, he's still that little chimney sweep chappy. He's never quite grown. Yes. Barry Fennick. The world would be a, a less happier place without him. In fact, here's Perry being plucked out of a chimney now. Oh, there you go, Pezza. God bless you. How gorgeous. He's, that's getting a little round of applause from oh, our goddesses my. in the box. One take, Walsh. One take, Walsh. Fabulous, fabulous. That's very funny. That's very funny. Because I always say to, that I found him selling matches in Covent Garden. Oh, really? <laughs> Chimney sweep. I love it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. So, now, are you going to be buried or cremated? This, this, this one I have trouble with, really. Okay, a lot of people do, pal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this plot... <laughs> I was going to say it's pros and cons to both. <laughs> there ain't really. You're dead, aren't you? Yeah, there's no pros. No, there's no good about it anyway, is there? But the uh, problem with being buried is, is that, you know, uh, we're not being buried, being cremated is, how will everybody be able to see me all the time and visit me? Oh, I see. Do you see what I mean? They the have hordes. to have somewhere to go. They do. So, I mean, I, you know, I suppose you can have the little thing, can't you? You can have a little plaque. You could have a plaque. Where your urn is and whatever sort of... Uh, little learn. Um, little learn. <laughs> the thing about ashes, you can spread them, can't you? You can, babe. You can take them a bit there and a bit there and a I bit see. there and whatever. And, and when we do put this plaque up for you or gravestone, mm-hmm. what what would you want written on it? Do not disturb. See, because you're having a little sleep. Because mm. he's only sleeping. Yeah. Well, I have it carved in stone. You know that do not disturb? Yes. Like it's a little door in a hotel. Oh, <laughs> very like, cute. Yeah. Very nice, Do not pal. disturb, yeah. I love looking at tombstones. Do you, babe? I love, yeah. And yeah. I found one. Mm. We were filming, obviously, recently in a cemetery, and I discovered this one. Uh-huh. It's the name's calf. And you know what this woman's name was? Fanny Trimmer. <laughs> I swear to God, yes, honestly, yes. I think it's Hem- Enfield, uh, Hendon yes. Cemetery. There she is, Fanny Trimmer. Fanny Trimmer. And do you think that's like something that in the 70s would come on an ad before Christmas, you know, like, Ronco's new Fanny Trimmer. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> but she she lived, she lived, honestly, so. Yeah, yeah. Fanny Trimmer, yeah. beautiful. Unbelievable. Well, we'll have a little toast to Fanny. Mm. So, now we go on to... The Will and the Wake. Sapelzo, The Wake. The Wake. Where do you want this to happen? The party. The celebration of your life. It would, yeah. And this is, we can do what we want with it, can't we? But so Of course. It would be a place that me and you yeah. loved and spent most of the 80s in. <laughs> most of our money. Most of our money in. <laughs> I'd like it to be as it was, the pub. Yes. Um, and with prices as they were. Oh, very. <laughs> so in the name of the pub? The name of the pub is the Old Red Lion. Yes. Yeah, opposite Angel Tube Station yes. in Islington. 
<sighs> it's, it's just so too many memories. But, too uh, many but happy memories. And we used to listen now. We used to be up there all the time. Yeah. And the pub had a theatre upstairs. Yeah. So that was... We'd that all was, do plays. We'd all, that, that was our training. And it was run by Tony, Tony and Pauline at yes. that time. Yeah. And Pauline's daughter, Joanne. Joanne. And her Paul. husband, Paul. And, God, didn't we just add a riot? Well, mate. they used to do lock-ins, didn't they? Yeah, because yes. back, in, back in those days as well, it was like, you know, proper old rules in the pubs. Yeah. You know, everybody who went in there, because mm. it really was, to be honest with you, it was just your, your basic spit and sawdust. Yeah, yeah. Pub. Yeah, It was yeah. a pool table, a dartboard. That's it. The theatre upstairs gave it a different kind of thing. Yes. But even in the early days of the theatre, they had deck chairs. Yeah. And, and and beer cases to sit on and stuff like that. It was all kind of, you know, organic like that. Uh-huh. So you'd been filming in Manchester, let's say, or whatever, and you'd say, well, look, if you ever fancy coming down, the old Red Lion, right opposite Angel Tube Station, very easy to find. And on a Friday night, that you'll you'll find a friend. Yeah, you will. And and these friends became friends and did it. Yeah. But also, the people that were coming in there were famous. Yes. They were really like, you know, because you'd work on something or I would and you'd tell them and they'd come down and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, oh, I remember that great night, pal, because um, one of the films I did, there was many, lots of famous people in it, including Joe Strummer oh, from The Clash, who was a, just a hero of Perry's. <sighs> and uh, so I brought him up the pub. Yeah. Remember I said, uh, yeah, Friday night, old Red Lion, and then all of a sudden Joe Strummer walks in, Elvis Costello walks oh, in. <laughs> they all fucking turn up. Yeah. And you ended up having one of the greatest nights of your life, pal. Well, it was. It was, and I know because it happened. Mm. But the, 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 it's, it's a long story, but I'll keep it short. But, yeah, so so Kath brought down Joe Strummer, who was just a massive Clash fan. And well, I was doing all right in the films at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, you were. and me and him got chatting. And, you know, much as I wanted to find out about the Clash, he was really getting into the acting. Yes, he was. Um, so he was asking about films and this and that, and we were chatting away and we were chatting away getting on handsomely, it's getting near to sort of kicking out time. And I said, you know, because I was sharing uh, a flat with Pickles, Wayne Norman, another yes. actor, and he didn't know that uh-huh. Joe Strummer was it. And I just said, he, Joe was just like, it's a shame, man, it's a shame that we can't um, carry on this conversation. You know, yeah. that kind of voice he yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a shame that we'd like to talk to him. And I went, well, I said, will you come back to my flat or whatever? I said, I've got this. Yeah, that'd be great, that'd be great. So I thought, this is fucking gonna be so funny. Yes. I'm not even gonna ring my flatmate. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna walk in with Joe Strummer, <laughs> deal with it. So he went, he's waiting at the bar, and so I go to pick up my bag. Yeah. So I'd left by the side of the, these chairs and whatever, and someone had nicked my bag. <gasps> That's and it had oh everything in it, my money and all this sort of stuff. And so I had to go back to him, and I think I was more gutted about him not coming back to the flat than losing my bag. You know? Yes. But I was just like, oh, sorry, Joe. I said, I'm kind of like, I'm snookered, really. I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do And then he went, come back to mine. Come back to my house. Yeah. And he'd just come back from something or whatever, and he went, I've got this tequila. It's got a worm. It's got a worm in it. And, and, you know, and I've got this great gear and all this. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I cannot. This is one of those things, again, like the Norman Wisdom moment. Yes. I've got to do this. You yeah, know? yeah. So we get in a cab and he was lived somewhere over Notting Hill or whatever. Uh, I remember us getting out of this car, this cab sort of thing. Um, and I went, where is it? And there was this big, massive, like 50s yank car. Yeah. Um, and he went, 
hey, Perry, Perry, look, come and get in my car. <laughs> and, and got in the car, and he was, you know when you see a little kid behind a steering wheel? Pretending to pretending drive. Pretending to drive. <laughs> and he's going, oh, wow, look at this, man. And I just went, I mean, we're off our nuts, you know, but yeah. I just, take this for a spin. And he went, I can't, I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that moment. Anyway, then we'll cut, you know, Mm. Basically, we then go in his house and we drink some more. And all That's that. it. You had a great night. He, he, I asked him every question that I wanted to ask yeah. about every Clash lyric that he'd ever written and all that. Yeah. And he told me. But the sad thing is I don't remember a single <laughs> word. <laughs> I know I did it and I know it was great. But That's it. You had a great night. But that was because of you, Kef. Oh, darling. But the other thing I remember, this wasn't in the 80s. No. So this was sort of mid-90s, I think, and... Uh, very rare because I stopped because I stopped drinking didn't yeah, I, yeah, in the nineties yeah, yeah. for a bit. So I stopped going up there. But anyway, I was up there sort of um, uh, in the nineties, and uh, um, and what had happened? A blur because Blur had oh. just won, like the Brits the, the, or something. The Blur was sort of all over. Yeah, it was the Oasis. It blur was the Oasis thing Blur and row yeah. and all that. But but Blur were at the top. They were number one. Yeah. They just won the Brits and they were sort of on a bender. Yeah. So it lasted a month, I think. Yeah. And at one point, why did they come up the old red? They Who came they up know? to see the show, I think, because yeah. Phil, obviously Phil Daniels did the Blur song with them. Oh, um, that's right. Did Parklife. Yeah, and I think, well, Trevor, Trevor Laird was in the play that I was in. Oh, him, okay. And he was good mates with Phil and they read whatever. So yes. anyway, they, they decided to come up and see our play. And that finished and stuff. And um, and I went downstairs and sitting in this kind of like sort of circular thing of seats and whatever, was my nan. Nanny Vi. Nanny Vi. She was all done up like Barbara Cartland with her pearls and everything Yeah, she like looked that. beautiful, a beautiful woman. Sitting in the middle of blur. Yes. Um, <laughs> and she was about 80 at the time as yeah, well. Yeah. She'd got a cab up there or something and... And it was kind of like, and there's Damon and whatever. And, and oh, hey, Perry, Perry, how are you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she went, here he is, <laughs> my grandson. Yeah, Come yeah. give you an anarchy, you know, all this sort of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, how, 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 what's going on here? And whatever. She went, these are in a band. <laughs> 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 they were the biggest thing since the Beatles at that time yeah. and whatever. Like, yeah, I know, Nan. Yeah. How do you know him and whatever? Yeah. She went, oh, this, and and I think it was what's his name, um, the one who makes cheese now. Um, oh yes, Alex. Alex. He was like, he was loving her. Yes. He was adoring her and whatever. And uh, she she said, um, I've offered him my spare room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I went, why why would you offer him a spare room? She went, well, he's living in a in a goldfish boat, living in a box. <laughs> <laughs> And I sort of looked at him and he sort of looked as if to say, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, know the glare I mean. of the public and stuff like that. Yes. Whereas my nan took it literally. Yes. And offered him a sewing machine room to just kind of have a roof over his head and stuff like that. And they loved it because it was just so sweet. Sweet yeah. and beautiful and innocent. And the, and the money that they must have been earning I at that mean, time was God, whatever. They were the biggest band in the country. And I know. I've offered him my spare yeah. room. And she, she, like, you can move the sewing machine out where she used to do sewing and whatever. Yeah. 
But it's a fault that counts. Isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so that's where the wake will be up yeah. the old red line. Yeah. Well, because Tony used to put on a good spread. Yes. So will it be Tony's uh, egg sandwiches and all you want it as it was in the eighties? Oh, do you know what you've just made me think? No, no, it would be Tony. He's the good salt beef sandwich. Oh, did he? In the old red line. See, I wasn't good. aware of that because of not eating meat, yeah. as you say. But I did like the toasties. Yes, well, the toasty was a good... The cheese and tomato toasty. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of along the lines of the fish finger and milk sort of exactly. stomach liner, yes. isn't it? Yes, Don't start drinking until you've eaten something. That's cheese it. and ham toasty toast or whatever. Yeah. We did spend, any money we earned, yeah. we spent in I'd there. like to see their house now where oh, they live. Loaded. Because there's probably <laughs> a wing that me and you pay for together. <laughs> good um, for them. Good, for, good them. for them. Good for them, absolutely. Well, absolutely. That's where the wait will take place, the 1980s Old Red Lion yeah. and the Will Pell. Oh. So what you got, who's going to get it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've got to think about these things. Well, you have known for a few weeks you were fucking coming on here. No, I don't mean that. I mean about... Popping me clogs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about in reality. Oh, I see. It's like, you know, I've got to start thinking about that because. Well, you have. Because you you've know, got a lot, like, you do like, you're a bit of a collector. I am. And a, and, and an eclectic collector. And I gave you all my singles. Do you remember? Yes. All my seven inch singles. Yes, yes, yes. Because I thought, I don't want to be carrying these around for the rest of my life. I'll give them the pell. He'll oh, love to have these. But I like, I think, you see, that's it. I've still got them. I've still got up in. Yeah. In in the loft, my loft, is there any burglars listening? <laughs> no, but my loft is kind of like, it's it's the sort of loft that me as a child would have loved to have found. Yes. To go for it. You know what you just say, go oh, it's a treasure chest, what's yeah. in here and whatever like that. Yeah. But it's too, it's too much, there's not enough space downstairs for stuff. You know? That's it. And Josie wouldn't like it. No. You no know, I mean, she, she does, she puts up with a hell of a lot. She does, but I come back with like a bear's head or something like that from, <laughs> a, you know, not a real bear's head, but, you yeah. So, <clears throat> with all your stuff, Pell, mm. is there anything you, you wouldn't want anyone to find? It's a difficult one because I've I've kind of I used to always keep diaries. Oh, you did. Yeah. Um, and some years, probably probably the years where I wasn't working so much, would give me the time. Yeah. To write stuff and whatever. But even from when I was a kid, I've still got some of them. Have you? Yeah. It's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because why are you writing them? Mm. I suppose there's an element that you would probably want them to be read in in some ways, but. I found some of my kids' work when I was like sort of 12, 13 and stuff oh, like that. Oh, really? With the, with the kissing codes in them. Oh, yeah. Because he loved <laughs> the girls, yeah. he loved the ladies. Uh, it'd have in it, it'd have in it. Like, <laughs> just, and it was only, you could only write like two lines in it. Yeah. Went out with Karen tonight, I went pictures with Karen tonight, and it would have like 11 kisses. Oh, wow. Be like that. Uh, you know, went for a wimpy, da, 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 10 kisses, two T's. Teeth, what's Tits. that? <laughs> you give me a, let me have a little go, you know what I mean? And whatever. And he, oh, he's used that. I was like, what's this? I have a stat. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Bless her. Oh, lovely Karen. <laughs> yes. I won't say a surname. <laughs> lovely. So, so, not your diaries. Very good. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Famous last words. My famous large words. What? Oh, well, I don't know. Something you'd have printed on a T-shirt, maybe, or <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Or 
How about this? Because we've not told this story. Go on. I am the original Perry. Because now. Now, there you go. Because, listener, I mean. This is the reveal. This is the reveal. Although I I do think some people fucking know this by now. I've talked about it so much over the years. But it's nice that me and you have never talked about it publicly. No. And that was me naming my little character, Perry. Perry. After you, my yes, friend. Yes, I know. I because know. the first time I did Perry was before doing it on doing him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. Harry Enfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was when we did uh, myself and Paul Whitehouse was involved and Vic and Bob. Yes. And we were part of the Jonathan, Jonathan Ross, Ross show. Show wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he did. Uh, there was a game show. I think it was called Knockdown Ginger. Yes. And we were all characters behind a door, you yeah. see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when and that's it was like, right. And it was, it was like a, Celebrity Squares type thing. That's it. Yeah. And and uh, and it was a live show yeah, on yeah. a Sunday night. And I think the first week I'd done I used to do a different character called Tina Bishop. Yes. Remember yes, Tina yes, Bishop? Yeah, with raw sex. With raw mm, sex. Yeah. And Tina Bishop was from Keithley. And she yeah. knew everything there was to know about darts. Darts, yeah, that's right. So I did Tina, and I and I just thought I was going to carry on doing Tina Bishop on this show. That yeah, was my yeah. character. Anyway, this one week I get there, get at the job, and somebody was poorly or somebody couldn't do it. Yeah. So we needed another character. And Paul Whitehouse, being the genius he is, mm. he just turned to me and went, you'd be really good at doing, like, a teenage boy. And I went, oh, I would actually. So I went down to the little costume place and whatever and sort of bungled together sort of a school uniform. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and I was thinking about him and thinking, oh, yeah, what if he's... And all the, what you know, we're going live on telly in about four hours. Yeah. So I just thought of this little character. I thought, right, teenage boy, okay. So he's about 13. Oh, maybe his voice is breaking. Yeah. So I did a little bit of practice <clears throat> and doing like, just like a little broken voice yeah, every exactly. now and again. <laughs> and then I thought, well, what's the perfect name? He's pubescent. Yeah. And I thought, oh, Perry. Perry the pubescent. Perry the pubescent teenager. So I thought, well, I just, it's live tonight. So I rang you, Pell. Yeah, remember. remember me ringing yeah, you? Yeah. And I rang you up and I said, Pell, <clears throat> Pell, I'm going to do this character. Do you mind if I call him Perry? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And do you remember what you said to me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you said to me something along the lines of, yeah, you said, well, it's, it's going to be a little flash in the pan, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only one sketch, It's isn't only it? one sketch, so yeah, knock yourself Little out. did I know. I mean, Jesus. It went, it went through the roof, didn't it? I Absolutely. mean, it's come back to haunt you. All oh. these years, like, and then later on, I did the character with Harry. Yeah, 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 doing yeah. Doing Kevin and Perry. And then people got wind of it. Put it well, you know, because you spoke about it, I spoke about it and whatever, and yeah. it became this whole thing of just, do you know? Do yes. you know who's it and whatever and all this sort of thing? And, and weren't you telling <clears> me that you couldn't, when we did the premiere I went of to, Kevin and Perry yeah. Go Large? I got, a, I got obviously got an invite. Yes, of course. Because, uh, you know, seeing, it's interesting seeing my name by you up in lights. <laughs> so weird. You know, and at the, at, at, above the cinema. Yes. <laughs> Kevin and Perry Go Large. And you kind of just go... That's kind of me. Yeah, yeah. My mum used to have a picture of her and my nan and some of my family. They were on holiday in Spain and they were all pointing up and it was the Kevin and Perry Go Large bar. <laughs> and and you can see on their faces, they were a bit like, if it wasn't for me, like my mum, exactly. that bar wouldn't be called this and blah, blah, blah. And she's absolutely right. But I went to, yeah, we had the premiere. I think it was Leicester Square or something like that. And anyway, uh, 
it was great, obviously, brilliant, all that. And then you go next door somewhere to, to the after show party. And unbeknownst to me, I'd left my tickets on the, on the chair. And I still had the kind of like, an invite, but that was to the film. Right. Not the party and stuff like yeah. that. And so, but I thought, for some reason, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in EastEnders at this point, but I'm yeah. not, not, you know, only a, only a couple of years or whatever. But for some reason, I just kind of thought it, it was my film. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, like, how could I possibly, you know, nothing would go wrong. So I remember just walking in and these two bouncers just standing there and they just went, yeah. and I went, yeah, I showed them the film ticket thing yeah. and whatever. And they just, you know, the way they don't even look at you. They're, no, 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 that's for the film, mate. It's, this is a party. You haven't got a party, so you ain't coming in like that. And I went, <laughs> you know when people go, don't you know who I am yes. or whatever? I just went, I went, I'm sorry, but I don't think you realise I am Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and this bounce is just like, I don't give a fuck who you are, mate. You ain't coming in. So I missed the party because the bounce oh, didn't let me. But, but I just, I remember as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was just like, <laughs> I wouldn't let you in. Yeah. I would not let you in if you said that to me. I'd be just like, jog on. But oh, mate. I don't think you know, do you? I am Perry. I am, Perry. <laughs> I am the inspiration. That's Get Kathy Burke I'm not getting no one out here, mate. You're not coming in. Oh, pal. See, this before mobile phone. Yes. So we couldn't get in touch with, we couldn't no. let each other know, you know. <laughs> Little me sitting outside the party. Oh, mate. But do you know what? You are Perry. You are the original Perry. You are Perry Fennick. You're one of my great mates. I love you very, very much. Oh, bless you. And thank you so much for taking part in our podcast. It, it's been an absolute joy to have you, pal. You've always been a beautiful friend. Not just to me, but pal... Everybody fucking loves you. Oh. So when you do peg it, there ain't going to be room. <laughs> there ain't going to be room well, for anybody. You. Mass hysteria. That's it. Love you, pal. Love you, Kev. Well, folks, you think that's it? But it ain't. We've got more Chat with Perry over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes. Head to where there's a will, there's a wake.com to subscribe. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. This is a Sony Music Entertainment production. My senior producer is Charlie Morrell and my producers are Naya Dio and Katie Bowden, or as I like to call them, my producer goddesses. Sound engineering by Gulliver Tickle. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>